Took some time to celebrate. <laughs> Just one day out of life. It would be, it would be so nice. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. It would be nice. I think that's the best one we've done yet. You guys. Possibly. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we'll let you in on it. Yes. Yes. I am Chelsea Pinky. I'm Glynn at Bedsty Brat. I'm Sade at Black Girls Texting. And this week we're going to be talking about Caucasian vacations. Get out of my Caucasian house. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. what is a Caucasian vacation? Well, I know most recently Shade and I have taken some Caucasian vacations. Shade was in the Hamptons. Shade yeah. is always on a Caucasian wealthy vacation. people. <laughs> and then I think you went someplace else, Cape Cod, with yeah. some wealthy folks, yes. wealthy white folks. Yes. I just got back from a place called Stonington, Maine, which is like this tiny ass town on the coast of Maine. They produce the most lobster in the world. Mm. So they so an like, abundance. An abundance. So I'm out here, and my friend lives in this. Well, his family they live in Atlanta, but they vacation all the way up in this tiny ass town of Maine, which I find just like kind of insane to me. Like you travel for this type for that type of escape, you know. This is like gonna be an elitist far. question. Mm-hmm. Cause there's Maine, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the Hamptons. No, that's no, not I true. No, I think Maine has a um. They oh, they have their thing. same. Are you kidding? That's Absolutely. where the Bushes vacation. Have you heard of Kenny Bunkport? No. Whew. Oh yeah. Google that shit. When I think of Maine and like New Hampshire, I th- I don't know. Now, Maine I don't know about it. Bougie, bougie, bougie. I don't yes. know about it. That's like old money. Yeah. This home that we were in was incredible. I Googled what it was worth. I feel like it's a little gauche to say out loud what it was. Say it. But it was, it was fly. She said gauche. Gauche. I think I used that word correctly. I hope you did. Um, but yeah, anyway, I was just up there. Okay, so just to backtrack, right? So I was up there with some friends from the Peace Corps. Um, and every, mostly everyone I served in the Peace Corps with was, like, white, mm-hmm. a sprinkling of Asians, and a few black people. So, my, like, myself and this other black chick, I think we're the only two black women, black people, people of, not people of color, but black people invited. And I didn't think my schedule was going to allow for me to go. Um, and my friend was, like, begging me, like, yo, you gotta come. Like, I need your support. Your black friend. My black friend. She's like, I need you. Yo, it's about to get weird. Because I think... <laughs> get out. Yeah, exactly. Because then, there, So when you go on these quote-unquote Caucasian vacations, there's like this balance between you're staying in a house with white people that have a lot of wealth, mm. and then you're in this like white-ass town. Mm-hmm. And then like, where do you fall in between, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know, Shadi, you had some thoughts about that, right? Like, when you're actually in the house with those people, mm-hmm. they kind of make you feel safer than perhaps like in the actual... Town. Town. Yeah, because I guess you know the people in the house versus, like, once you get outside, you have other factors. Oh, yeah. Didn't you have that crazy, like, restaurant experience in the Hamptons? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in West Hampton and actually in a dive bar, which was so crazy, but we were like sitting at a table and it had just been cleared, but the bill was still there and we opened it and the tip was inside. So we're like trying to alert 
one of the waitresses or waiters like, hey, you should come get this. Um, and they were really busy and packed, so they were taking a while. And my friend had been like using her phone and like had like her phone on top of the checkbook. Mm-hmm. And when the girl came over, she was like, what are you doing? And like snatched the bill mm-hmm. from her. And, as if she were trying to steal it. Yeah, as though she was trying to steal it and then told management to like kick her out. And it was like a whole thing. And we were like, what the fuck? So we were like, oh, this is like a misunderstanding. I think myself and like another friend went over because the girl had known the manager and was like, hey, like we were just sitting there, like explain what happened. And he was just like, well, I have to trust my staff. Like that's all he said. So then it like blew up into this whole thing. And I was mostly annoyed because I was just like, you have to trust your staff, but like, from a customer customer service perspective, like that is the worst to like allude that someone's stealing, and then like she was a person of color, so that added another layer to it. So we're kind of like getting into it with the bouncers who were all POCs, and I said to one of them, I was like, you know they'll do this shit to you, mm. like don't act brand new because you're the bouncer of right. this like super white establishment, like. Unfortunately, I used derogatory terms because one of them was Spanish, but I was like, to them, you're still a, you know what? Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think that speaks to what you were saying about being so safe in the house and then having to deal with the actual town and not having that safety blanket because you're a black speck in this white space for sure and i think oftentimes the people we're traveling with are younger and we're talking about these like caucasian vacations i think i should probably like clarify this idea of what i consider a caucasian vacation right Mm -hmm. so these like storied wealthy like escapes Mm -hmm. for white people um for them to like flee the city and their like jobs in finance and go to the homes that their families have either owned for generations or the summer share that they're all renting with each other. Mm. And you'll get invited up. Um, And yeah, shit can get weird. Um, So yeah, so like speaking of your story, like thinking about your story in the Hamptons, I went to the Hamptons like, like, what was it, four years ago? Oh shit, you were there. Yeah, Bridge Hampton. Yeah, we, well yeah, so we started in what part of Hampton? Well, we went to West Hampton. We were in West Hampton. Yeah. Really beautiful fucking house where your friend lives. Yeah. Cool. Everything was fly. Then we went over to Bridgehampton where our other homie lives. He's like Latina, Latino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different kind of vibe. Yes. You know, it was a little more modest, but it was still lovely. Yes. Um, We had a great trip this whole time. Mind you, this home of people, everybody was POC that was staying in that house, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were these two black dudes from Philly that were driving back. So... We, like, mm. hitched a ride with them to drive us, to drop us off in New York. And I remember it was, like, our last um, our last day there. And we were, like, drinking around the pool. But the dude that was driving had had, like, a beer, if, a, if that, because he knew he had to drive. So then we're, like, pulling out of the house, out of the parking, whatever. And we're only on the road for, like, what, like, 10 minutes, right, Shadi? If that. If that. It was so fast. And he was just checking his phone, like, very quickly. Like, f- like when you first hit the road, just to make sure, like, that your GPS is on, basically. I mean, I- always on my phone on the road so that shouldn't have even been the issue we hear whoop de whoop whoop (laughs) they scoopity scooped us they scoopity scooped us you saw the blue lights saw them blue lights and I remember the dude next to me was rolling up yeah and I was 
terrified. I know. I was like, fuck, there's uh, so many drugs in this car. I know. <laughs> so then we all get pulled over. The dude gets pulled out of the car. He has to do like a sobriety test. Meanwhile, we're all sitting on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, oh, you had to get out of the we car? We all had to get out of the car. All yeah. of this felt like that's totally illegal. Yeah, I think it was a lot of illegality that we just... We were aware of, but we didn't want to, like, make the situation worse. Because there were drugs in the car. Because there were drugs in the car. And we had all been drinking. Right. Yeah. I mean, he searched the car. I remember when I got back in, my whole purse was spilled out. Yeah. He he said, he was like, do you, you, he was like, just give me whatever you have. Because I remember we had salvia. And we were like, it's salvia, it's legal. Exactly. (laughs) But it was always just, to me, it was just like, what is this assumption that we have things? Right. And the whole thing was complicated for me because I think it was the first time I had had even gone to the Hamptons or gotten that invitation. And I was so excited to finally go there. And Mm. felt like the whole weekend, like, oh my God, I've made it. And then it just like crushed. You came to the Caucasian vacation. I know. I know. I was like, oh my God, I've, I've reached this like pinnacle of like... Of like luxury and like relaxation yeah. or whatever. Still and nigga. Still, exactly. Still nigga. Um, wow. But yeah, that shit was 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 really crazy. We had to drive this man's car home. We didn't even know him. That was Praise the other God. crazy part. He let us drive and didn't give anyone else sobriety tests. So it almost felt like he just like wanted to get one, right, in the quota and in keep the quota. It moving. Damn. So did your did the friend that was driving what he got. So he ended up having like warrants or some shit, remember? For unpaid tickets. Okay. Oh god. So he had warrants a warrant out for unpaid tickets in Philly. So he ended up having to like stay in a It was jail there. In like a holding cell. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. I never know what happened to him because we didn't even really know them. Exactly. In retrospect, that was kinda wild. We were just like we were just in the car with these people's car that we didn't know at all. But Okay, but even in the house, um, I'm not even going to say any names, but even when you're staying in a house, so say you're in a nice house with your friend that you trust who has invited you, but then now they've invited their friends who might be used to the space, other friends that go to the Hamptons every weekend, other friends that go to Maine every weekend, whatever. Mm. Is there any... uh, Tension tension or weirdness? or weirdness there. Yeah, I mean, so in my recent trip to Maine, there was... Like specific things that that happened, but I'm I'm thinking about this now. Like we we had this big lobster dinner, and I remember my friend turned to me and was like, "Oh, you know how to? You need some help? Like you know how to eat it? Oh, or whatever. You know how to eat a lobster? That's like, so shady. What the fuck is that? I mean, no, because I mean, it's not everyone does. But I to assume he that. gave me a tutorial on how to crack the whole thing open. But you know what? Okay, that's, okay, that okay, weird? okay. Like, no, that's weird to assume that. Let me ask for help. Right. That's partially weird, and I partially get it. Because when you sit and do eat crabs, like, there is a way to properly, like, sit and eat the crab. Like, so if you ever Correct. go to, like, but, a crab thing. Similar with lobster. Yeah, but why are you assuming that she's never right learned how to eat lobster at 26 years old? Right. Yeah. At first, I thought it was shady. Now, I'm like, uh, maybe not. It I think that's shady. A little weird. Yeah. Perhaps. Like... I don't know. I don't know. I wondered if it was just his his attitude of wanting to like just teach me things, show me things. Cause I was in his his home and in this place that he comes to. Yeah. I don't know. It could have been that. But mm. there were things that like as we were getting ready to leave, this another girl of color was coming in because people just come and stay in this house different weeks. Um, and my friend's brother was like, "Oh, y'all gotta stay until she comes so y'all could pass pass the torch to the mm. next brown person. Yeah, that was the next weird. black girl." Or like that's weird. Yeah. Or, or we were out to dinner one day, and 
me and my friend, uh, the other black girl, hadn't gotten service yet. Like, everybody else's food had been brought to the table except for my friend and I and this one other white girl. Um, and the brother turns to us and says... The I white mean, brother. The white brother says, like, I don't know why y'all haven't gotten any food yet. Right now it's looking like racism. But I don't know. <laughs> like, and it was, like, a joke, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's so awkward. And then you're kind of silenced in some ways in those situations because you're in their space. Mm. Like, what do you say? I'm staying in your house. I can't really be right. clapped back necessarily. I mean, good. Yeah, like what? You I, could have hit your ride I say wild shit to my white friends all the time. But that's just because I don't really care. Well, this guy wasn't her friend, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know this guy. Oh, you don't know him. Oh, well, then that's weird. That's different. I've never gone to a house, actually. When we were at Coachella, we didn't know all those people. Actually, yeah, but I knew who owned the house. Right, but I'm saying if one of her good friends said something sh- shitty, I'd say something. But that's because I, I kind of know the house owner. So mm. it's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, but they know the house owner too. I don't know. I feel like it's like puts you in like a precarious situation because then you have to decide, am I going to make this little thing like a big thing mm-hmm. and then be like, you know, stirring the pot as the black woman. I mean, yeah, you can, absolutely, but there are implications to that too. Well, two things I want to touch on. For one, I feel like, although you probably don't think this, you two ladies, since... Yeah, don't lie. You, Be truthful. You tease me all the time. <laughs> but I actually do talk about race and, like, black, white things with my white friends all the time. Maybe more so in jest, but, like, I'll always bring it up. I'll be like... Ooh, can't be black doing that. Or I'll be like, ooh, uh, good thing you're in the front seat. Or, ooh, hope they don't see me. Right, in a joking way. Yeah. But, like, if someone, like, really did something. Like, in a more combative way. Racial combatively. I don't know what I would do. I've never had that happen, so I don't know. Do you think that by making jokes like that, though, that it becomes a joke, kind of? No, I think it's just, like, making light of the realities that there are. And, like... Not to dismiss it, but just to acknowledge it without making it, like, heavy as fuck. Right. Mm. Like, after that whole thing happened in the Hamptons with the check and the waitress, we went to dinner with my friend's parents, and they were like, well, I mean, do you think that that had anything to do with race? And we were like, yeah, absolutely. And, like, we sat and we acknowledged it and we talked about it, like, openly. And I was happy that they, like, That's awesome. were willing to talk about it. And yeah, it was, that's cool. And it was really good of someone to acknowledge it and and I mean we all talked about it like the minute it happened like all my other white friends there were like what the fuck is this okay because those are like your good friends but imagine for a moment that her parents were like very dismissive Mm -hmm. and they were like that didn't have anything to do with race yeah would you push back knowing very well that you're staying in their home Mm. it puts you in like a weird situation I guess Mm. I would ask I would then turn that into a teaching moment and ask them like well why would you think that that has nothing to do with race and like what makes you think that there's no racial implications here because Mm. this is the body that I walk in on a daily basis as a person of color and you being a not person of color like how can you tell me so I would turn that into like a discussion I wouldn't just be like oh well whatever (laughs) I'm staying here because I never walk into a space within a quote-unquote Caucasian vacation acting as though I don't belong there or mm-hmm. I'm, like, fortunate to be there. I'm just like, yeah, I'm here. What's up? Like, Word. So I don't... Yeah, that's how it should be. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, a big deal. But 
ironically, the one time that I did feel like dismissed or like out of place was actually at a black person's summer home. I went to one of my mm. black guy friends. I was telling him like, oh yeah, I'm in West Hampton. Um, or we were somewhere in the Hamptons and we were kind of like bopping around and I was like, oh, let me come hit you up. I think he was in like Amagansett or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm with two of the homies, we're driving, we're going to come through. And I guess he never gave me the, like, green light, but I was talking, I was texting him and another friend being like, I'm coming, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've known them for a while, so I'm not thinking it's a big deal. This was, like, his dad is, like, a big wig at American Express, like, money. Like, the place was crazy. There were, like, fucking butlers, like, actual mm. butlers in the house, which yeah. I've never seen before because, like... My white friends have money, but they don't just have fucking butlers standing around the house, like, attending to people. Um, We walked in, and everyone was being mad funny style. And then he basically, like, pulled me to the side and had to be like, oh, we're doing, like, a private, like, dinner or, like, lunch. And, like... What? You weren't, like, invited. Why did he invite you? What'd you say? So I was like, okay, what the fuck? And I actually recently found out that that, like, caused, like, a weird point of contention in our friendship from another friend that I didn't know about. What? But his friend's, like, a little fucking dick. He honestly is, like, a Napoleon <laughs> complex and thinks he's the shit and, like, still goes to Marquis. So, like, have fun. Yikes. Ooh, loser. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, feeling that isolation in a space and where a black other people sp- look like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't fuck with I... the vineyard. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna bring up, so Martha's Vineyard, um, for the listeners that may not know, is kind of like... I mean, it's kind of like a black uh, Hamptons, like a, mm-hmm. a place of retreat, a place to get out of the city, a place to a uh, place of leisure. Um, basically, I was looking at the African American Museum, the Smithsonian one in um, D.C., and they have like a whole exhibit about it. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah, it's within an exhibit called "The Power of Place." Um, in which they explore U.S. Um, areas that have a distinct African-American identity. And, like, the place of leisure is Martha's Vineyard. That's the only place of leisure um, on the list. Um, and people like Obama and Colin Powell and, like, you know, black people with money go there. And specifically, they go to this place called Sharer Cottage. It's like a, It's, like, the oldest... I guess it's a bed and breakfast. Mm-hmm. The oldest bed and breakfast there, and it was started by like the grandson of a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, those sorts of spaces are meant to be like retreat spots for Black people, but they're not for all Black people either. Yeah. It's, it's more for the elite Black class. For sure, and I think also it, um, I I I wonder how much of like vacationing in Martha's Vineyard is literally for vacation and to like breathe, or for for Black people specifically, or is it like the stamp of I've arrived to come back with a dog shirt to wear the dog shirt? Ooh. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> so I only went to Martha. The only time I've ever been to Martha's Vineyard was in the fucking winter. I was so mad. My parents went to go like look at a potential bed and breakfast there. And I remember firstly, like, really wanting them to get it so that we could have a house there, like all the other kids I was in Jack and Jill. Damn. And my mom just was never here for for Martha's Vineyard. Like, she just doesn't see it for that. She got into (laughs) it. We got a a fucking house on the Jersey Shore. I was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) 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 Not even Sag Harbor. 
Actually, I've been, yeah, anyway. Sack Harbor's nice. Sack Harbor's nice. Yeah. And Sac Harbor is pretty black, too. There's really? There's black pockets in Sack Harbor. Sack Harbor's, like, shmoney. Yeah. But I um I, I made sure that I bought a, dar- a dog shirt when I was out there. She had her dog shirt. I just had to wear it. I just wanted people to know that I had been there. Vineyard batch. Wait, so have yeah. you been to Oak Bluff specifically? Because that is apparently, That's like, the, the, the... the black... Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, so I've never been, but my parents actually went back last summer, and then my mom was like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. She, she thought it was really nice. It was like a, this community vibe. There were mad people from Brooklyn that we know. Black that business were there. owners, too. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oak Bluff, specifically. You know, post beach like cocktails, and everybody's hanging out. And I mean, that sounds really lovely. Okay, I could. It does sound nice. I can see it for the vineyard, maybe. Yeah. I've always looked at the vineyard. Like, I literally would call, like, the Jack and Jill black kids, like, ugh, the fucking vineyard kids. <laughs> no, I know. I, so I'd be in Jack and Jill, which, I don't know if we've talked about this on earlier episodes, but, like, this social club for, like, middle-class black yeah, 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 people. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's what Jack and Jill is. Yeah. Uh, so I'd go to, like, meetings and stuff, and people would say, will you be on the vineyard this summer? <laughs> and I would just be like, yeah, probably. Like, I just keep it real vague. Yeah. But I'll be around. Yeah. I still never got an invite there. Like, what the fuck? See? Mm. I feel like black people with money are very exclusive. Very. But I mean, white people with a lot of money are too. White people with some money. We were talking about this, that there are levels of yeah. white money. And like you even said, like your white friends don't have butlers walking around. Right. Yeah. Like those kind of white people are also very exclusive. Yeah. They like marry people based off of their last name and shit. Like yeah. That. But there's also those levels to like the parts of the Hampton you're in. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like where in the Hamptons yeah. did you go? East versus West versus South versus Sac Harbor versus Montauk. Montauk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Montauk is just getting, like, its moment. But Montauk is very, like, towny. Oh, is it? Yeah. And they even... So, like, the white people that vacation in the Hamptons will refer to the locals as, like, townies. townies. Right. Yeah. And, like, that's different. Like, they know that they're a different white than them. Right. It's not like they have a place in Manhattan. Yeah. Like, they are from there. They live there year-round kind of rage I would feel towards those people <laughs> when they came creeping into my f- flooding in yeah in the summer flooding oh my in. god yeah well that was another thing like the girl I was so fucked up but I was pissed when the girl was like giving my friend shit about like allegedly stealing the check and I was like bitch are you crazy you townie bitch like nobody needs your fucking twenty dollars okay and shut she it. had like shut two it. cornrows in her head and i was like appropriating ass bitch and i was like going in on her but that's oh. because i was like i don't give a fuck like white people i'm sorry like white people especially who like don't have money sometimes i think think that they're still better because they're white and i'm like you're not shit mm. for one so well they've been yourself. brainwashed too yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. But I wanted to let her know and yeah. put her in her fucking place. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have money too, and I'd still curse her out just as bad. But <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like, you're walking around here with your fucking cornrows in your hair, bopping around, thinking someone's pressed for twenty fucking dollars? Like, who the fuck are you?" Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I don't know. For some reason, I just started to think about um, just okay. One thing, the importance of us being able to go, to have these sort of escapes, right? I guess I can't get that fucking Who's lobster us? out of well, like my mind. everyone, people, people every, in general, every people, human okay. needs like that as a stress reliever, like. 
to get away, a time to think, a time to reflect. You should go on vacations. Mm-hmm. You should have retreats. Yeah, right. And it, and it's important that that's accessible to us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the one the marker of all Caucasian vacations that I go on, or when I get up in the morning and people are trying to go on a hike, they're trying to go kayaking, they're trying to do all kinds of random ass outdoorsy stuff, and I don't know how to do any of it. Wait, guys. Oh my god. I literally just received a text message at 11 literally 5 seconds ago. Hey, are you down to go to the Hamptons? I'm having a bunch of people out. My response, yes. hell fucking yeah. <laughs> Cuz who doesn't like to like hole up in a house with hella people and drink a bunch and yeah. eat and chill by a pool, whatever. But Shit sounds fabulous. It's fabulous. Only when you're invited, though. It's kind of annoying <laughs> when people are talking about the shit. Like, oh, like when I was, you know, when I was working at my school, the private school, they would be like, you know, my fucking students. They'd be like, I'm going to our our, our country house. Yep, mm-hmm. that's how they referred to it. Or like our summer home. Or like our house in Long Island. Or we're going out east. Oh, and I was going like, out east. I'd be like, well, my ass is. Might lay down in Prospect Park <laughs> if I'm fucking lucky. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. I mean, it's more so that like when I go to these places, sometimes I do find myself not feeling all the way equipped to do some of the things. Mm. Like, I'm not like that. Those outdoorsy things. Yeah, I went. They took me fishing. I was like freaking out. I was like, gonna say I have no desire to do those, but actually, when I was in Cape Cod. Um, one of my guy friends was talking about going fishing. Like, he had all his poles and stuff in the yeah. back. And I was like, shit, like, why not? Like, fishing is fucking fun. I was talking, we were also talking about mm-hmm. um, when I was little, my mom signed me up for this program called the Fresh Air Fund. Oh, yeah. And I thought uh, that was just a TV thing. No. no. And she kind of, I uh, hope the IRS isn't listening, but she kind of like flubbed the, our like financial records so that um, we would qualify. But basically, it's for, um, like low-income New York City or inner-city kids to then have a chance to get this outdoor experience, I mm-hmm. guess, or to like or, or fresh or, air fund. Yeah, you're literally out of getting out of the city, getting some fucking fresh air. Yeah, like li- the air is crisp in the morning. You yeah, know? like the plants mm. are green, the trees are flourishing. Like you Ooh. don't smell pee. Like, you can see stars. Let me oh get my, my let me just try to paint this picture. I'm yeah. gonna try to take a note out of your book, be a writer. I saw it. Uh, it's green, you know, it's wet. The grass is wet in the morning. There's uh, morning dew. Like, it's fucking nice, you know, to yes. get a chance. And I would go there for two weeks every summer. And I actually still have a relationship with the family that I visited um, every summer. And the things I did there, my other friends weren't experiencing. I was 10 years old and I had gone fishing and I went to Maine with them like mm-hmm. um what else I was riding my bike like yeah I was skating and skateboarding and like it was really fucking cool I was like kind of like doing what little kids should be doing like playing in the grass and right. shit um wait I'm curious did you ever feel like some kind of way about being in the house with these people that took you quote-unquote, took you in. Yeah. Oh, it's a real family that takes you in. So there's different versions. There's a fresh air fund that's just like a sleepaway camp. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought it was. And then there's uh, one that's... I think they're both the same company. And then there's one in which you literally spend time with the family for two weeks every summer. And so, like, my mom was very, like, 
oh, I don't know if I'm down for that. Like, mm. this is my baby. Like, my mom is very protective of me. But my older cousin did it. And not blood cousin, but my mom's friend's daughter did it. And was like, it's really great. Like, it's really great. You have to, like, try it. It opens up their eyes to so many things. Like, all this exposure, whatever. She's going to get to do all this stuff, whatever. And my mom, like, was on the phone with the mom for so long. And she was like, trust me. Like, it's whatever, whatever. And I think they had a lot of conversations because our relationship got so deep that even during Christmas, we would, like, exchange gifts. And, like, my birthdays, we would send... So they would send me gifts and one time she sent me like a bitty baby which is it's like from american doll it's like a very expensive doll oh. but she sent me like a black one mm. and like she was always very thoughtful and cognizant of that kind of stuff huh. um she, she was down yeah what kind of people were they though they're just regular white american people and like i remember when i was little i would be like i would i came home one time and i was like they're rich and and I thought they were so rich because they had a house and they have, like, 10 acres of land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really, that's just upstate living. Yeah. They weren't, they're not rich. You know, they're not, like, going back now after having experienced boarding school and, like, college and, like, seeing real wealth, they weren't rich. They're, like, like me. Like, my mom can get a house like that up, upstate. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's, you know, it's upstate as opposed to, living like that in the city, you know? But my sister was like, what do you mean they're rich? And I was like, well, they have a big house, they have a playground in their backyard, they have a pond, they have a boat, like, like... But it was like a paddle boat, you know, in the pond. Oh, okay, I was imagining Yeah, it was like a boat. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's not... Cause well, I'm, so your sister like explained it to you, because I'm like, I'm sure that could... It was, it's so hard to... Yeah, it was, it was confusing, like, but she did tell me that I was like, whatever. But, uh, my point was, it was kind of confusing as a little kid to see, like, oh, these white kids get to do all this shit that, like, none of my friends in the city are going mm. fresh fishing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or riding horses, you right. know? But did you guys do, like, like summer family vacations or, like, summer activities? Like, like with my own family? Yeah. Yeah, we would go to Trinidad. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I feel like I never did, like, we never did, obviously, like, summer houses and things like that. But we, I was always in some type of program or doing mm-hmm. something yes, in the summer. summer. summer camp. Yeah, like, something. And then we would always do, like, a family vacation where, like, we would go somewhere and, like, get away and, like, do something. Totally. That was, like, our getaway. But also, like, yeah, I'd be in the Caribbean. For one, my father's, like, I only like to vacation where I can give black people money. <laughs> But the Ooh. Caribbean is even such an interesting thing because even the Caribbean now, it's being distorted by all these big white resorts yeah. that aren't for black people. No, but, like, my mom does the research and finds black-owned places. Oh, like a little house or in something. the Caribbean. No, that's not awesome. even, like, the Coyaba in Grenada. That's a Grenadian family. Oh, oh I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that Yeah, like, that's a Grenadian family. And, like, my mom has her Grenadian passport, so she pays in, like, E.C., Right. And like gets a discount and like it's very. Speaking like, of which, I'm about to be a dual citizen. I don't know if I told you. Ooh, that's she right. I, gotta, just, I just saw my mom's like passport. passports. Yeah, just in case. So I'm like, should I just start using my Trinidadian passport now? Like, I would only use it in places where you would like need to pay, pay. because the U.S. the U.S. passport holds the most weight. Mm. Yeah, like 
over anything you want to use that that's even a different conversation that we also started to have glenn Mm -hmm. and i about um fucking passports you know not everyone has a passport exactly and that's what i was thinking about like we talked about the the travel episode right it's it's only what was it 30 percent? something oh of like black people Mm -hmm. or Or people of americans americans but yeah so that's what's good about these like summer escapes is the accessibility in right. terms of like you don't have to get on a whole plane. Right? You don't need a passport, but they're not accessible, really, because not. of wealth. Because of like, I think they all have this like designed mm-hmm. sort of like way of life. Like when I was in Cape Cod last summer, I felt like I was in fucking like Desperate Housewives. I don't even know the show that's like this. Yeah. Like, oh, you were saying it was very Stepford Wives. Stepford Wives. Very, very preppy. Hella preppy. People were on golf carts, like, driving around with their little, like, uh, cardigans tied around their necks. We went to a fucking um, uh, trivia night at the country club, which was so interesting. I piled my hair. I had my hair in braids at the time. I, like, wrapped it in, like, the highest fucking bun of all time. Right. To make. I was just being, I went in there being very extra. On purpose. Doing the most. Well, like, it's like, it's like all these nerves that you go through, like, trying to feel like you're, or to make it clear that you're not less than, or like, yeah. that you do belong there. Like, mm-hmm. even me thinking about, I'm thinking about this invitation I just received, and I'm like, having all these questions, like, shit, am I going to be the only black person in the house? Right. Like, can I invite someone? Right. Like, do I need that security with need... me? Like, that partner? Do you, th- you, do you guys think you need that? I sometimes do. I feel like you're able to navigate white spaces in, like, a very free way. Um, yeah, I think you are, too. And, like, I am in, like, a like sometimes, like, I was in a fucking white sorority where I lived in a white house, in a white, in a white sorority I know, house. that's why I'm like, what are you talking about, Chelsea? You went to Colgate. Yeah, but I feel like at that point, I had already established who I was at Colgate, like, I was the pretty black girl. I was about to say it and you said it, TG. Admit she said it. it. And like and because of that, then I got like a pass. Right. Yeah. Black people would say that to me at school. Like, um, I'll never forget. I we were like going into a frat and like at my school, like it was kind of fucked up. Like, the fucking frats were almost, like, trying to get into a New York City club. It was ridiculous. They'd be like, oh, what oh, brother yeah. invited you? Or, yeah. like, or, like... They will tell you no, even yeah, if you're a girl. They'll tell you they no. Know it was, you. like, a whole thing. So, like, I've been always going to the frats, and I was with some other black girls, and, like, they let me in, but not them in. And I was mm. just, like... I didn't want them to take offense to it because I was, like, you, they probably have never, like, seen you. probably haven't come out here. So, like, let me just go in and, like talk to one of the brothers to have them let you in. Oh, God. And they were like, fuck Sade, blah, 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 blah. Like, it became, like, a whole thing, and I was just like... Oh, because you left them outside. But yeah. you were going with the intention of... Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, that was, like... And a lot of people would be like, oh, well, you're, like, the black girl that, like, goes out and, like, hangs out with the white people. And I'm like, but we're at a white school. <laughs> like, we're, like, a mate... If, it, I don't even think we're hitting 10% of the population. How can you not hang out with white people here? I mean, they can hang out with, they probably hang out with each other. They just chilled with each other. Crazy to me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I was, like, in the moment of being at, like, such a white school, like Colgate, I was like, okay, I'm at a white school. Like, I'm going to have fun and I'm going to have a college experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I deserve a college experience just like everyone else here. 
But then, like, I do have some feelings of regret of, like, damn, like, so much of it came with, with so much of, like, privilege. Like, I hope I don't offend anyone. <laughs> I always do. But, like, if I was, like, if I looked different, like, I would not be able to have that experience. Yeah. Look different in terms and I don't of, like... even I don't even mean if I was a dark-skinned girl. Because there, there was a darker-skinned girl in my sorority who was actually my sorority mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if I was overweight mm-hmm. or, like, if I were perceived by a lot of people there as, like, unattractive, mm-hmm. like, there's nothing you can do to change that. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing you can do to then infiltrate those spaces like they're not gonna let you in right i see what you mean especially because you're black yeah right like maybe you could be a a chubby white girl and get in but yeah and even they they, i'm serious they have a hard time oh yeah a lot of people had to like buy their way into well there was one fraternity that was Mm co-ed and like it was the most exclusive it was a super old money one and like people would literally like buy their way in like the next thing you know their grandparents did something and yeah. then it was, you have to have some sort of legacy yeah like the grandparents gave money oh, and then right. they got in because if you weren't like pretty and skinny and like it was like slow for you even when you were white right yeah and like i would ask the like black girls like i would invite them like the ones who would be interested in even having talking to me i would invite them and be like come like come or whatever and then they would come and i would see how people would treat them you know, it wasn't mm. so warm. It wasn't so inviting. It was like, you're here. Like, you're drinking our alcohol, but, mm. like, nobody's really talking to you. Nobody's mm. coming up to you like, hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. Like, mm-hmm. welcome to our house. Like, feel free. You know, it wasn't like that. It was yeah. like, all right, we let you in. Because Chelsea right. said. Mm. That's the interesting thing. Sometimes those things are, that behavior, like, that treatment is so overt and you, you can feel it. Yeah. Um. But also, I think, I mean, speaking for me personally, I probably just walk around with a sense of paranoia. That's even true. Even when I'm in a room and I'm just like... That is true. I, like, I assume that this that this man, like, that the, the lobster thing was shady, right? Like, like if, if you it walk might in not have to be. If you walk in and you just own the room, mm-hmm. like, you yeah. might then have a different... Perhaps. ...experience? Or just realize that white people be crazy sometimes. <laughs> they say wild shit. I mean, it's hard. We talk about this all the time with, like, yeah. microaggressions and, like, mm-hmm. what is perceived as more. Because at first I was like, what the fuck is the lobster thing? But then as I thought about it, I was like, there is a proper way to eat the lobster. You don't want to get, like, all the fucking roe on exactly. all your shit. And, like, it's dirt. Like, some of it's nasty. All that green shit is <laughs> It was all disgusting. It. Yeah, so, like... He probably been eating lobsters all his life. He probably got some techniques. And For sure. And didn't mean any shape by it. It definitely could have been that. It definitely could have been that. Probably was that. But it's interesting that like you have to just kind of ask those questions sometimes. Yeah. You know? For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. So at the Smithsonian, they actually have like an exhibit um, about the, the power of places thing I was telling you mm-hmm. all about. And they asked like a few questions. And so I'll read them all aloud. And then we can decide if you want to answer any of them. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so the questions that they ask is, is some place meaningful to you? Where is it? And what makes it powerful? Um, the next one is, what are the places you carry with you? And what places have you left behind? Mm-hmm. And the next one is, what is your home place? Ooh, those are so lovely. 
So it lovely, right? You feel so warm. Glenn, I feel like you're a master of words. So do yes. you think you can start? Yes, yeah, start. Um, see, so I was super inclined to just say bed like off. As off. your home place. Yeah, but actually, I think that I'm going to say Cambodia. Mm. Um, where as a place that fit, I mean, y'all were with Cambodian. I really hope so. <laughs> that one percent in that DNA test, I swear, is Kamai. Um, but I think, yeah, when we think about like place and comfort and like all the stuff that we're talking about, that, that that we might not feel a total sense of when we're taking these Caucasian vacations. Mm-hmm. I felt what I felt in Cambodia was a full sense of like, uh, like safety. Of like there was no pressure, um, like and this is specifically in my village where there was only like a thousand people that lived there. I was the only American there. Um, I just felt like there was no there were no stakes. Versus if I let's say for a Caucasian vacation, if I'm there, I, I might be like a little conscious of like of things. I'm just hyper conscious of stuff. Yeah. Um, and in Cambodia, I never felt that. I was just totally at ease. So that just makes it like a special place. Your home place. Shadi, yeah. do you have a home place? I don't think so, and I think that has a lot to do with my wanderlust. Mm-hmm. I, at first, it used to be my house in Bed-Stuy, but it's not really my house anymore because, like, we've had tenants and people coming in and out. So it's weird. I guess I have a lot. Like, when I go to my grandparents' home mm-hmm. or when I go to my parents' house in Florida, wherever my family is, I guess. Yeah. I'm very, like, family makes me feel homey. Yeah. But I also love being lost in spaces. So I also feel really comfortable there when I'm, like, in the unknown, mm-hmm. traveling around. Like, when you first get off a plane or you first get somewhere that you've never been, Oof. I love that feeling of, like, oh, where am I? What is this? And yeah. That, yeah. that makes me feel really comfortable, too. Yeah. yeah. Comfort and discomfort. Comfort and chaos. Yeah. 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 I would say for me, like, um, it's kind of similar with yours in that I don't necessarily know if I have a home place because I'm thinking about... Even, like, my neighborhood that I've lived in my entire life, Flatbush, I don't necessarily feel at home there because I was off at boarding school Mm -hmm. and, like, Mm -hmm. my mom kept me very sheltered, so I don't have friends from my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, shoot, I was like, you're not going outside with the rig rats. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And, like, would send me away places. Or, like, I would be with my family. I don't know. She didn't, she was didn't want me to be, like, a regular Brooklyn girl. Hmm. Um, she wants you to be like me and Glenn. I mean, I'm <laughs> totally relating to this, because maybe you went outside and played. I played outside. You I know. I outside. said you did. I, I didn't. Did what? There were not like, really I didn't many know kids any of around the neighbor- me. I didn't yeah. know any of the neighborhood kids. And I would see them, and, like, we knew each other's face. But, like... I don't I know their few. names. I was always mm-hmm. outside. See, that's why y'all don't know how to jump rope. Exactly. Don't know how to jump, can't rope. jump rope. But you can't braid, so hush. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't like if you were sitting on the block. Okay, some probably some people be braiding on the stoop. Sid braid on the stoop, but like we'd go outside. You play double. I should play with you a lot of play boys. Double Dutch. You could jump double Ju- Dutch. Yeah. You didn't do I that at school, outside of school? I never did that. I probably can't jump for shit now. But when I would you love be, to see you play double too. dutch. At 308, do you, you do go the thing where you go like recess. that? Yeah. To jump in, they like... The little hesitation. What did you do at recess, Glenn? Read books or some shit. You didn't go outside and play outside for recess Oh, I at did. School. Oh, okay, recess well, people would try school. to teach me how to jump rope all the time, it's and I never scary. could do it. It's scary. The rope oh, okay. could change okay. slapped in the face. And everybody laughing. But I thought you never did that. Okay, sorry. No, no, I've done it, but I can't. Well, to finish up, 
Mm-hmm. I also agree that I think my home place is just like where my family is. I was gonna say maybe my sister's house, like inside her house. Mm-hmm. Literally, I joke with her all the time. I can't be fucking visiting you, Trace, because when I go to your house, I don't leave, mm-hmm. and like it takes up my whole fucking day. So she's like, "You only come when when you need something," and I'm like, "Because every time I go to your house, like on a leash, like just to check in, I stay there all fucking day, and I get nothing done. I'm just talking to you. You're just so at ease. I'm so at ease yeah. at her house." Um, um, so I'd say probably her house, yeah. which is crazy to think about. But I like this question. What are the places you carry with you? Mm. Do you have an answer to that? And what places have you left behind? I carry Brooklyn with me for Brooklyn. sure. Brooklyn? Like, as I'm moving, if you listeners don't know, I'm moving to California. Um, the whole time I was there, I was like, this ain't Brooklyn. This same Brooklyn. I was like, I'm gonna act mad New York when Nothing I'm here. Nothing beats New York. I'm gonna oh be God. saying, I'm gonna be saying dead ass son all the time. And no my sister stores. was like, with your white ass voice, I'm like, dead ass son. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. <laughs> you just delivered that dead ass pretty well. I'm gonna talk, talk like that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like, yo. Oh. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, what is this accent? You're I'm talking gonna, like Glenn. I'm gonna put it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put it on heavy so no one <laughs> ever <laughs> thinks that I'm from the West Coast because here everyone's always like, you sound like you're from California. Oh, Oh, I can see that. So I'm going to, nah, none of that. None of that, son. I guess I carry a place with me that I don't even necessarily know that much about. Like uh, Trinidad. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was like, where? I feel like you know some Trinidad. No, no, no. I know some shit about Trinidad. I'm about Trinidad culture, but I mean like in terms of like the geography. Oh, yeah. Like if you put me in the middle of Trinidad and you're like, get out. Find your your grandma's (laughs) house. I'll, I'll be like, jump in a maxi taxi and talk to the people and see if they'll help me out. But I don't know how to do it myself. Yeah. But like, maxi I, taxi. yeah, maxi taxi is kind of like a dollar van. Um, actually, fun fact, Uber studied Trinidad's cabbing system in order to develop Uber Pool. Wow. Uh, because, because in Trinidad, the way how the cabs work, are, and it's always worked this way, there's Maxi Taxi, which is like a dollar van, so everybody, there's one route, yeah. and it goes, and it, you stop. And you just get off. Yeah. But then the way how the cabs work, not all cabs, you could be fancy, but way how a lot, the way how a lot of cabs work is, you get in, they, they drive, but if someone else flags the cab, they'll estimate if they can make the boat stops, and uh. you will share a cab. Mm. So it's it's like a natural pooling system, but it's all figured out Taking from the driver. Taking all the black shit. Yeah. That's so yeah. interesting. And Uber studied it in order to develop pool. Their little algorithm. You know, I thought I was never, I've never been in a dollar van. I have. But when I was really little, my sisters would take me in dollar vans all the time. I learned this this weekend. Cheaper than the bus and yeah. faster. That's I was like, culture. I've never been in a dollar van. They're like, uh, yeah, you have. We should go on a trip. <laughs> On a dollar van. I'm it's, down. I'm down. It's actually mad fun. I remember when I was younger and I would hang out with them boys. Um, because we were, we were all Q trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all of us Flat are Flatbush. All of us are yeah. from Flatbush. Um or like whatever. Um, so we would all get on a dollar van and I remember waving one down and if it was old and dusty we'd be like nah it's alright we wanted the one that was blasting music the one with the TVs in the back of the seats the one with the rah-rah Jamaican shit or Trini shit it was like I could do that go get some food this shit was fun it was an experience and then and you develop so much self-confidence because when you're in the bus and the tax in the you gotta speak up you gotta say driver Katen Drive up, Lennox, or else they'll just drive past your shit mad fast, and then you gotta walk backwards. And which has Lennox happened to me. people, not Lennox, 
Lennox. <laughs> and then they and then you get out and you don't have to close the door behind you because they have a string. They pull the string and it closes the door. Yo, systems. Valavan 101. It's like systems. It's like so advanced. Okay, like, Glenn, where do you carry with you before we do? What would you do? Um Yeah, Brooklyn. Brooklyn all day. Brooklyn. Brooklyn all day. All day. And maybe New York at large, but New York at large. But not really. I don't really Kinda fuck with it. It depends on the day. That. So New York at large. So, somebody at the house that I was at also asked me if my life was like do the right thing. Oh, oh yeah. In Maine? Yeah. That. I just was just confused. People are ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> they are. My That's first year all. of boarding school, we went around in a circle and said where we were from. When I said Brooklyn, someone was like, "Have you seen a um a shootout?" Yeah, people think the That's dumbest shit. So I was like, crazy. "No, never." Now they're all pressed to come here. Yep. Yep. I will say though, New York at large at times because I do have a bit of Queens in there with my grandma. Oh, and right. that was very like homey because that's where I learned to like ride a bike and like yeah I was like out of the city it was like suburban yeah and like I would like go to the garage oh and get something and yeah. be like whoa <laughs> there's a garage there's a garage <laughs> I know we're all fucked up city kids I, that's what this a lot of this comes down to we need to do an episode we should do an episode about being a city kid that's probably why I don't know how to fish to that. that's absolutely why you don't know how to fish where are you gonna fish in the Hudson yeah. Niggas be fishing that. in New People York. People do that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Dutty, Dutty machine. Dutty machine. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we do our... What would you do if this was at home? Kind of alone. Okay. He's hungry. So, this was, this was actually emailed to us. At um, Black Girls Texting. At Black Girls Texting at gmail.com. Email us. Um, so... A friend invited was invited by, I'm assuming a white friend, to a, a vacation to her like summer home or her other home or whatever, and she has a West Indian housekeeper. Mm. Mm. The person emailing is also West Indian. Ooh. Um, and the she said the friend speaks to her housekeeper kind of crazy, <sighs> and it made her uncomfortable. So oh. should she say something like in retrospect? She didn't say anything in the moment; it already passed. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, should she reach out to the friend and say something about her tone or the Fuck. way she was speaking yes. to the woman? You go ahead, Joe. I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm pondering. I think definitely again teaching mo- teachable moment. Mm-hmm. What, what comes would you say to- though? Well, first, what comes to mind is like. What happens when I go into that house and I see this woman and I recognize her in a way that we like are kind of of the same place, but we're not? Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think if I've ever really been. I'm sure I've been in these. You'll experience it before. next year when all the caregivers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of have this look where you know, like you you recognize each other, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit weirder because now she's technically like working for this 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 guest by default in a way. I love white staff. I don't like going somewhere and there's black staff. Well, I, yeah. See, I, mean, I just will just befriend the black staff, like, <laughs> chill with them, come downstairs early, ask how they're doing. Yes. Like, yeah. I just, you know, I, yeah, exactly. like, I would actually be like, oh, shit, she's here. Ugh. But then maybe she could feel weird about about the this, this writer. That has happened um, to me. Has it? Like, in feeling, in going in spaces and there being, like, black staff, but I'm with, like, all these white people, and you're like, like I'm with you. 
like, mm. I'm with them. It feels really weird. <laughs> I'm it feels with really you, awkward. but I'm with them. Yeah. And then I had a fucking West Indian nanny. But that's, that's different because you black. I know, but it, I, I always think about that. I mean, I had a Jamaican driver. That's true. But I, I can't talk to him crazy. Like yeah. No, I would never talk to her crazy. That's what I'm saying. But it's it always, I always was like, I always make fun of those white kids with their right. West Indian nannies. And then my mom's like, you had a West Indian nanny. I know. That's so different. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. But no. Um, yo, check. She needs to say something to the girl, though. She needs to just follow up and be like, hey. But understand that that means that her invitation might never come again. And that's tough because we were just saying everyone deserves a retreat. What if that's her only chance of a retreat? But if that's her real friend, she should be able to say, like, hey. I don't know how I would word it, though. I'm terrible with confrontation, so I don't know how I would word that. Yo, shit like that freaks me out in general. Like, I was at my white friend's house once when I was younger, and she had a big house and an intercom system. And her de- her mom was like, hey, girls, I'm going to um, order you a pizza over the intercom. And I kid you not, Shorty went up to the intercom and said, shut the fuck up, mom. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, yo, your mom is offering to buy us pizza. And her mom didn't smack her through the intercom? No. I would have felt... But I didn't say anything then, is my point. Yeah. Um, because it's like, I I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't say nothing about the mom. <laughs> Clearly the mom is fucking Can't up. say none of that. And that child is probably ruined. Because if you can tell your mom to shut the fuck up, you must be like on meth now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, that's tough. I probably would just... I don't know. I don't know. I think you could say it to you. I think you could send her a little follow-up and just be like, you know, I just, I don't want to be weird, but this is still kind of on my spirit. Oh, that's a glum yes. You know, This is on my spirit. I, I, just, I just wouldn't be able to, you know, move on if I just didn't mention to you. And yeah. I just think, you know, you, I'm sure I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. Obviously, I'd be tiptoeing around niggas, but that's maybe true. she didn't mean it that way. However way. Yeah. It could be the, she could be more sensitive to it because exactly. she feels that connection with the woman. Right. I think I would tell her to reach out, but maybe like one on one, not via text, mm. because text and like something that you can't see the person or hear their voice, you can like read things wrong. Yeah, True. you can read things wrong, and I'd be like, "Hey, girl, like let's hang out," and then just like hang out and like you know do something after, like hang out with your friend. But the minute you see her, just be like. I felt kind of uncomfortable the way you were talking to whoever. Her name's probably Ingrid. Everybody knows her name Ingrid. Ingrid! Yeah. I got an Ingrid in my family. Of course you do. Right. <laughs> my Trinity neighbor's name is Ingrid. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. And do we have a... A black girl doing shit? Yes. Yes. So, Oh, Glenn says she read. I came prepared today. Okay. <laughs> uh, there is a woman named Rue Map. Rue Map. Rue Map. M-A-P-P. Which I find is like a little ironic because Rue, maybe like R U E R U E. Oh, because she's because she yeah. Well, she yeah. She she founded this organization called Outdoor Afro. That's not her real name. Uh, People sure. have that last name, but Rue, Rue Map? Map. That's her name. Because <laughs> I'm thinking like Rue, like street in French. Oh, maybe <gasps> maybe she gave her she, was she gave herself that so name. I feel like or, she made I don't it know. Up. But oh, that's okay. her name. Whatever. Okay, okay sorry, Rue. No shade. No shade. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so she, she started this organization called, uh, or I guess this group called, um, Outdoor Afro. That's amazing. And yeah. 
so she brings people on. It's like where black people and nature meet. They do all types of treks and trails <gasps> all over the country. Um, and she she said she always felt like she was the only one on these kinds of like in these spaces doing these activities. So she says, I think in order for us to really see a more diverse and representative population of people in nature that looks like America, it's necessary to have leadership that looks like America. So she's training all these volunteers to bring people out to do outdoorsy things in their cities. That's amazing. Shout outs to you, Rue. Mm -hmm. Okay, Rue Map. Amazing. Anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you. BGT listeners, thanks for spending a whole hour listening to us figure shit out as per usual. If you have any questions, please email us at blackgirlstexting at gmail.com. And you can reach out to us via Instagram at blackgirlstexting or at chelspinky or at bedstybrat. Don't Instagram me. (laughs) (laughs) Blackgirlstexting. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.